So my inspiring guest for today is Sabrina Drow. Sabrina is the CEO and owner of Sabrina Drow Coaching. She is a transformational and success coach and is passionate about helping high-performing women create wealth into their life with ease so they can have time and financial freedom. Sabrina, welcome to the space. Hi, Holly. Thank you for having me. You know what? I realized it's so great to have you here. I was a guest in your space at the end of 2021, and you honestly are my first guest in 2022. So here we go. Look at that. (laughs) Meant to be. So I'm so excited. So um, I just read such a short little bit about who you are. Can you just tell us a little bit more before we dive in? Oh, so first thing is I'm going to start with the fact that I'm French because you can hear a strong accent Uh, living in the UK and I'm a mom of two little girls and I've started my coaching business about two years ago now after living the corporate life for about 16 years and what I can say is I did enjoy my life. It was really exciting, challenging, but I had this haha moment back in 2018 where I thought something wasn't right. Like I wasn't feeling really great about how things were going. And since then, things changed really quickly. I would like to say also that like a lot of unpleasant things happened to me um, towards the end of my 16, um, 16 years in my previous job. But I'm happy about that because I like to call them like, you know, this um, hidden present. Like they had to happen to push me from getting out of my own way, getting out of my comfort zone. Like I'm literally, I was living like five minutes away from my job, like comfortable salary at the end of the month, going on holiday. But you know, when you have, you have something that you want more, you're missing something. This situation helped me to find that out. And I'm so happy that today I can help women. I can help women like really transform themselves and like don't settle. So that's it a bit about me. Love that. Don't settle. It is. At the time, it may not seem like a present. But yeah, I totally understand and get what you're saying. It's Mm. like I say, you have to get through the uncomfortable to feel comfortable um, because it's that wake up call. Yeah. Definitely. And it's not easy. It's really, um, and yeah, uncomfortable. It's painful sometimes because you're faced to real emotions. You feel down. Um, you feel weak. You feel like you can't go, in, you can't go any lower. Like, and you know, when you have this attitude, this behavior of like just complaining and it's so draining that you have to change, you have to shake it off, but you have to reach, I would say I reach my, my bottom in order to be able to just change, decide that I wanted to change the course of my life. Yeah, yeah, so true. It's like, um, everything is about the emotions, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Everything is about that. It really, I mean, it sounds so cheesy and you hear it all the time, but it starts from the inside. It just really does. If you, mm-hmm. like you said, if you feel bad, if you're complaining all the time, then who are you attracting into your life? 
Exactly. It's, it's like if you feel, yeah, come on, sorry. No, 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 it's just real. It's, it's mm? you're a magnet. Yeah. So if you feel bad, you know, although if we, I'm sure you've noticed that, but when you feel bad, you meet people, you meet people who feel bad about themselves. And you just talk about like either gossip or negative things. It's like you've reached this level where you meet people who understand where you are right now, but there's another people you, you need in order to move forward. And it's like, it's the attitude, like your energy attracts, the frequency of your energy attracts the people that are, 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 sorry, are at the same level. And it can be a vicious circle if you don't wake up from this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so before we dive into our, our creative conversation here, yeah. um, we're going to do a, um, a quick little uh, would you rather, mm-hmm. and then we'll dive in. So, okay. okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sabrina, would you rather have wings or a mermaid tail? Wings. Definitely wings. So I can see everyone from above. I like to observe people. I'm a little bit curious. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I can go anywhere, anywhere. And I can feel like oh, I just have this vision of feeling the wind on my face. Ooh. wings definitely yeah I totally agree with that too yeah I feel like I'm not so much a water person mm-hmm. I appreciate water and I can love it from a, a distance and like touch it but not necessarily mm-hmm. be immersed in it all the time <laughs> <laughs> like the ocean totally love the ocean it is my yeah. space it's my but respect the hell out of it. And there's so many things that live in it mm-hmm. and they can live in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, the wind on your face, the ability. Do you have flying dreams, by the way? Flying dreams? Mm, not that I can think of. No, I don't have them. My husband's had many of them where he's just like literally like Superman flying all over the place. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. I know. I was like, I've <laughs> never had a flying dream. I had a no. falling dream, but I've never had a flying dream. Yeah, let me think. You're making me think now. No, definitely not. That's a shame. But you know yeah. what? Now that we are talking about it, I'm going to dream about it. That's how <laughs> I work. My mind works. So you'll let me know when the dream happens. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So here we go. So diving into the first official, official question. So how do you define creativity? Okay. So that's a really good question. Um, you would have asked me this question a couple of months ago. I would have told you I'm not creative at all. Just a couple of months ago? A couple of months, a few months ago, I would have said, no, I'm not creative at all because for me, creativity, I associate it with um, design, drawing, um, like musicians, um, yeah, painter. But what's funny is that actually I'm creative because in the way I want to live my life I want to live my life in my own terms and that's something which is I would say fairly new to me I've started doing that about less than 10 years ago because I was raised in a very traditional family 
and you have to live by the rule, by family rules, the society rules. Sorry about the noise, my little girl. <laughs> this is real life, everybody. <laughs> little background sounds. Sorry, sorry. Okay. And so what if, um, I found out is that I can color my life the way I want it to be. And for me, emotion is linked with colors. And what I've been doing, it's really picturing my life as a painting, as a blank canvas. And I can just put the color I want there. What do I want? Sorry. What do I want to live? What do I want my girl to experience? Because they're a big part of my life. So creativity for me is really using your own imagination in the way that suits you, your personality, your values, what's make you, what makes you vibrate. Love that. What makes you vibrate? I love how you said, um, how you basically said that it's a canvas and it is, you choose the color, the emotion, the, the whole, correspondence with the emotions and colors and then creating your own canvas that's a beautiful analogy thank you and it came to me like it was really clear that I'm a very in my mind it's a lot of colors my emotions like color all into emotions and when I want to talk to I talk to a lot to introverted women and for me the colors that comes to my mind is a very soft pink pastel because introverts women don't like the hair like being their face they need the softness they are in their shell so you need to be tender with them but on another side when I think about other aspect of my life it's red because I have to take decision I have to take actions and sometimes it's blue so there is a lot of color and I like to mix like it's my way creativity is very individual it's what you want it to be. Do you see, um, and now I'm going to forget what it's called, of course, but do you see letters or numbers in colors? Just colors. Just colors. So that actually has, do you realize that that has a name, which I can't remember right now, darn it, um, <laughs> where... Um, yeah, I mean, it's a whole community of people that yeah. here you see emotion and color, and that's so powerful. True, 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 true. And I heard that musicians as well can yeah. see music with colors. Yes, now that you're saying it, yes. Well, there's, and there's a lot of different ways that it can come across. I actually had on the podcast someone who's a musician, and as talented as, as, in school, as talented as a musician as she was, when it came to tests and things, she was having a lot of trouble because in her brain, the way it translated was she would hear and see the music in a certain way and it wouldn't translate into test taking because it just, mm -hmm. the notes were, she had her own kind of notes. Um, so finally, when one teacher asked her and said, tell me what's going on in your mind. And she told her what was going on and she's like, that has a name. And she was like, oh my God, it was such freedom because she didn't feel like she was crazy. Yeah, that's right. That's really good. You know, so it was kind of like in the music, 
just like you said, the music would translate in separate ways and colors and shapes and all this kind of stuff. But I love how you're really bringing, um, highlighting that, because I think that's an important thing to notice. It's just so interesting to hear how people translate life in their way. Mm. And I really like how you put in the way that people that are introverted, there's a softness. It's not a harshness. Mm. If it were harsh, it would be like, Ah, and they just shut right down. So there's yeah. the aspect of the people that you work with, where there's a softness, there's a pastelliness to it. Mm. But then there's the other parts of your life that you need to approach in a bolder way. So the color is bolder. Yeah, definitely. Ah, so cool. Wow. Okay. So leading up to this, and I love that you had this only two months ago. Like this is really, really recent. <laughs> that you- Yeah. <laughs> Because I think that um, I didn't think, you know, when you live life, but you just live it, you don't take the time to really understand how your mind works, but it's always been there. But you never took the time to take, took the time to just stop and reflect. Yes. Yes. Well, it's kind of like that whole, um, that whole numbness. I mean, Mm. that's where so many of us, can be and when we have our awakening in order to be able to pivot and be able to be alive to really be alive is when we make these choices of not to just be stuck in this lower vibration space and ah, the complaining like we said and the ah, everything is this life is happening to me um instead of happening for me you know Mm -mm. totally totally understand and yeah I'm, um, yeah, I agree with you. So I'm so happy that you're there. And by the way, it's called synesthesia. Yeah. Thank that, you. Yeah, that was going to make me nuts. So, <laughs> <laughs> so synesthesia. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your journey up to this point. Um, you're in corporate and um, there was a lot of structure within your family life growing up. But what kind of corporate job did you have? So, um, so what's really funny is that I started in this job 16 years ago. So I've stopped, so I've um, I quit, but I started in 2002. And the idea was for me, as I've just moved from France to the UK, to find a job just to practice my English, because my English was school level. And I ended up staying 16 years. So now, since 2006, I wanted to leave. But then, since two thousand and six, yeah, wow, yeah, it's bad. It's yeah. So that's that's what I'm even more passionate <clears throat> about helping other women. But I'll come to that in a minute. I, what happened is that during the sixteen years, I got promoted. I got offered to work on interesting things, more challenging things. So that was kind of sidetracked me on what was really important to me because I was busy. I was busy doing things. And I'm a problem, problem solver. I like to work with a team. I like to, to be part of a change. And I really like the people I, was, I used to work with. But uh, what happened is that it was in 20, 2013, 2012, 2012, I realized that I was basing starting a family around my job. 
And I was like, something doesn't feel right, but I'm still going to do it. Like work is having this and this and this. I need to be there for my work, for my job, for my team member, because they rely on me. So what I want, me, Sabrina, I'm just going to put it aside. That's okay. I'll do it in a few months. That's okay. And I did that. I did, uh, I went to work away in Switzerland. So it was, I loved it. Like this year when I was working away and I was commuting every week, I love the travel. I love being involved. Like I was involved in a project, in a European project. So I love all of this, like the buzz that you have when you're working, trying to fix things to make things better for your, um, for your team, for the, for the company. And when I came back, I came back to a new, let's say a new environment. And there were a lot of challenges there, a lot of clashes. And I wanted to be the good girl, the good girl that I've been brought up to be. Listen, respect the authority. But what I didn't realize is that I was doing things that were not aligned with my own values. I was saying things, doing things that I didn't agree with simply because I was just afraid of repercussion at that time. Like, yeah, it's sad to say it, but they were like this management, um, I, would, I wouldn't say pressure, but it's, you know, when something is not said, said, but it could happen if you just push it too far. So I was becoming more and more miserable. And I was in a meeting I came out of the meeting and I said, I had enough. And one of my colleagues said, yeah, but Sabrina, you always said it, but you never do it. And I was like, she's right. I can't let that happen. I can't stay in this job more in any more years because I will be into my, at like at my retirement age and it will be too late for me. Well, that's what, well, how I used to think. And I was like, no. So I went home and I think I did my resignation later on that day. Talk to my best friends because I needed, look, you know, when you have this adrenaline, you're going to do it, you're going to do it, but I'm scared. I should do it, but I'm scared. You know, I was like, it's like, I was like, I don't drink coffee, but imagine someone who drinks coffee having drunk like five liters of coffee. So that was me. So following morning, I'm in my uh, car going to my uh, to the office and I'm on, my, on the phone with my best friend. Am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? I'm scared. I'm scared. But I want to do it. I need to do it. Like I was hyperactive, like, hyperventilating. Get to the office. Had to print my uh, letters, my letter. I was going, doing back and forth between my desk and, um, and the printer. And then finally did the printout correct went into the office and I gave my uh, resignation letter. And you know what? She was expecting it. She wasn't um, surprised. And what I really appreciate is that they didn't hold me back. They understood that I was miserable and it was time for me to go. And it felt good. It felt good. It felt, yeah, Frank, like, you can do it. And all this year, I didn't do it. You want to know why, Oli, I didn't do it? Because I'm French and I speak English. I've got a strong accent. I'm not good with numbers. All these things I was putting in my head that stopped me from doing something I loved, from helping other women 
inspire, I want to say, inspire other women. Do what they want and not settle because I was around a woman who had been there for 20 years and they thought we were not good enough to quit and do something they love. And I was like, that's not okay. That's not okay to settle for a job where you're not recognized. Yes, you've got a nice pay at the end of the month, but you don't feel good. You come to the job, to your job, you've got this ball, you know, in your stomach and you look miserable. That's not a way to live your life. Um, that's what took, took me there like, to this like present moment, me talking to you. You know what? It's freaking incredible. And being an outsider, so looking at this, what I would say, what I see in this is, first of all, you came to another, so you're French, you learned another language, you put yourself in a space. Talk about vulnerability. I mean, you're like, okay, I'm learning a language. I'm being completely, I'm an open book. I am approaching this new thing and I am learning. I am being the student and, and that's amazing. Putting yourself, yeah. because do you know how on so many levels of what you're saying, do you know how many times like the person in the office who's miserable, you keep yourself in a box, you keep yourself in your community where they speak your language for maybe your whole life because you don't want to go out and have a different experience, a new experience. So the fact that you did that is amazing. Thank and, you. But then in listening, you were like, okay, so maybe you weren't the happiest in this, your job, but you were obviously doing well. So here they saw that you were like, okay, you're just learning, learning the language, but you're excelling and they're raising you up and, you know, and you're like, wow, so I'm learning these new things. So it, it's kind of like that whole realization that we go through what we go through. Like, it's so annoying to hear, but it's real. Yeah. It, it, it's we, these things that happen to us really do bring us to the point that we're at. Um, yeah. And when we are awake enough and aware enough and brave enough to be able to say, like you did on acting like you're on five cups of coffee, but no caffeine. You're like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Cause it's a rush because you're like, yeah. you are so freaking alive at the moment. And you're just like, uh, yeah. Okay. I hear it. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I don't want this anymore. I have yeah. a vision. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but I know that this is not yeah. serving me anymore. Yeah. And yeah. it's a freaking rush, but then it's not a surprise that the people around you were like, they're, they were just waiting they were waiting yeah. for you to wake up. They weren't going to yeah. fire you, but they were just waiting for you to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's funny is that just not long before I was offered like a promotion and even the promotion didn't do anything like, yes, responsibility. Yes. I want to say the title, but it wasn't what was going to make me again, vibrate, feel. And you said something interesting is like, you go to a job, you feel miserable, and it's like you're sleeping. You're on autopilot. You wake up, you get dressed, you have your, uh, your, your, your breakfast, you go to work, you do what you have to do because this is what you've been taught to do. You haven't been taught to just think outside the box, just shed to, to, to shake the norm. You haven't been told that. Like, be a good girl. Go to work. Work is important. You have to be serious about your job. But you can change that. And that's where all the thing about creativity comes. It's really important that you get in touch with what you want, what you love, what makes you vibrate and do it your way. Like still, I would say 
respect laws. Okay, I'm not saying anyone should just break any laws, but do what makes you makes you feel good as an individual. And I'm so happy that now more and more we saw we we are seeing people being more more themselves, being open, like. They are creating, like they are making up names, I feel like just to, to explain something, but it's fine. Be creative like with colors, with number, with names, just be you. That's so important. So tell me about what's brought you to this point. So um, here in this journey, now you're working with women um, in order to give them more confidence, in order to help them take the steps. So tell us a little bit more about this aspect of what you're doing, please. Okay. So what took me there is, I think it's my upbringing, upbringing, sorry. Really, it was the fact that I had to be the little girl, um, well-dressed, who wasn't making any noise, who wasn't running around when she was going to visit family. Yes. Yeah. Poor thing. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, I haven't <laughs> been traumatized, but you know what? That's not okay. And I think that I know because I've got two girls now, it's even more important for me to make sure that they are open, they are themselves, they express themselves, um, they love themselves because when well with the upbringing I had like I had a lot of love around me but what people didn't realize is that everything they were saying by listen be a good girl don't talk if you're not spoken to that little seed that was planting in my head that basically I had to shut shut up sit and shut up and sorry for my language but when I was at school I wasn't speaking up I was not at the front, I was, I think, maybe in the middle, trying not to be seen. And that's not okay. And with, like, I've got an eight-year-old and um, a two-year-old, that's really important for me that I raise young girls, young girls who are happy, who are themselves, who say what they want to say. Like, there is no, um, what's the word? when you stop people from saying what they want, like you censor them, like there is no censor. It's just, again, be authentic, learn who you are because they're young girls, right? So they have, I have to give them the space to learn what they like, who they want to be, what are their desires. And I'm just here helping, the, helping them along the way. And that's one of the things that I'm doing is I'm helping women to break free from all this inner belief, limiting belief, uh, limiting thoughts, like there is so many words, but what they've been told growing up that now are stopping them from achieving their, what they want in life. Like there are so many uh, women around us that don't do things because they fear of being judged. They fear that they're going to, um, to have a comment either by a family member or a friend. Some people are even afraid of shining of being themselves and that's not okay yeah that's actually you bring that up that's a very big thing fear of shining mm. because that's yeah. the whole worthiness issue that's the whole um <clears throat> you know it's attached often to you know well 
if am I deserving of it, but you know, will they get mad at me? Will they, uh, if I'm working, especially I worked um, in title one schools for a long time. So a lot of like uh, underprivileged neighborhoods. So there's a lot tied to that for me where I'd be mm. like, well, you know, I don't want to outshine and there's so much I want to do. I want to help everybody. I want to like make the situation better. But then I found I was coming home and that's when my 15 year old woke me up and was like, who are you mad at? Like, mm. are you mad at me? Are you mad at your job? Like, who are you mad at? Yeah. So it was a wake up call. Oh, completely. Yes. <laughs> so he's a little one. He's <laughs> Again, this is real life. <laughs> it is. <laughs> is that the two-year-old? That's my two-year-old, and I think she's looking for her puppy. <laughs> Sorry. I want my dog. <laughs> I want my dog. <laughs> so, yeah, so this whole fear of shining, so real. Um, uh, fear of being authentic. I think we spend, this is why I left my job and... Um, was like, I want to work with adults in this whole adulting thing because we get so caught up, like you said earlier, in busy mm -hmm. that um, we kind of, we, we forget actually what these things that we enjoy, these things that light us up because we're so uh, used to responsibility. Yeah, um, responsibility, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So could you, when I say the word confidence, Tell me what that mm -hmm. means. Yeah. Speak to me a little bit about that before we move on. Okay. So confidence for me is believing that believing in yourself, that no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. You are going to stand up. It's okay to fail. Everyone fails. There is not the one person who is successful, who has a successful life, whatever success means, who hasn't failed. But it's knowing, having the confidence that you can make it. It's having the confidence that some people are not going to like you. Some people are going to judge you, but so what? You are still you. You like yourself. You appreciate and you really embrace who you are. You have the confidence of owning what you think and what you want to achieve. I like what you just said, basically, where it boils down to you like yourself. It's when you like yourself, you just project that. You're just, you're not all tense. You're not uh, trying to prove things to everybody. You're not being defensive. It's just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, not, exactly. Not, not like whatever. And in, in, it's, there's just like a stability and okay, you take it or leave it. I'll collaborate with you. I'll listen to you. I'll be in a conversation with you all, but you're not going to take me over and make me mm. ask. Like you said, I saw um, on your website, which I love um, a thousand questions. I'm not going to ask a thousand people or ask a thousand questions before I make a decision. I, mm -hmm. trust, I trust myself. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what's really funny is that People always thought I was confident, but I didn't think of myself as confident. I didn't take, take the time again to reflect. But what I know I was doing is I was just being me. I didn't care. It's, so, the word care didn't, uh, is not right. I didn't pay attention 
gave attention to what people could say about me because everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But I was fine within myself and I was just dressing the way I wanted to dress. I was doing the thing I wanted to do, buying the thing I wanted to do, but for me. And that projected a level of confidence that even I was unaware, to be honest, Holly. But I love how you said, because um, I titled this, it's basically empowering women to let go of the inner BS. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like releasing all of that blah, that icky negative chatter. And like you said, it's not paying attention. It's just, it's just liking yourself. Exactly. It's just really, it's be you, who do you want to be? Please yourself first. That's the first thing that you have to do. When you do something, do it for you. Not because you want to please someone. You want someone to have a special um, special opinion of yourself. It all starts with you. And if you got that right, you are going to project this confident woman and like all the BS, like all this like brain monster, this voice that you have, you're going to minimize them because you're going to feel so good about yourself. Like, you know, when you feel happy, you put that song that you like, your whole attitude is changing because you're just you. You don't care about what uh, your neighbor or what your relative are going to say. Because at the end of the day, you're doing something which is great, which is, which is in the long term going to have an impact which is greater. And that's what you want. So let's move on to, let's hear a little bit more about how you incorporate creativity into your own life. Okay. So how I do it, it's really about being open, being open to changes. Um, it's listening, listening to, I think, my girls. My girls are, are really helping me to incorporate more creativity because I have to change everything. It's not, um, I'm still an individual. I'm still a woman, but I'm a mom as well. And they are seeing things differently. Everything is new to them. And it's really interesting to see when you have a conversation with an eight-year-old, um, the way they want to do things is not the way you would normally do it. They just had this little touch and I'm open to it. When I talk, so my girl is called, my eldest is called Serena. When I talk to her, it's an open communication. It's not me, the adult, knowing everything. It's two individuals. We are talking. So just tell me what you would like to do. It's like this. So we got this puppy. For me, it would have never happened. But she managed to talk me into getting a puppy, but it took her a, a year. But I let her, I gave her the space to be creative in, a, in the way she was going to make me understand what it would do to have a, something new, something different in the house. So I would say how I incorporated it is really about um, empowering others around me to speak up. It's about openness. It's about listening. I have to highlight. So in the way that you're saying with your children, it's so true. It's listening. Whether you have children or if you have children, parenting is a creative. There is so much. There's, there are books per se, but every child is different. 
I never read any of the books, to be honest. Um, I tried, but I don't know. Um, but there's a skill. There's a, and I think what you're touching on is so true. A huge part of it is listening and observing and having that open mm-hmm. communication. Um, I can't tell you how many times my kids are now um, 18 and soon to be 22 and a situation would present and they were like, well, when did you think that was going to happen? I'm like, well, let's see on page 256. (laughs) It said we were going to be having this conversation. I'm like, I don't freaking know. Like, I just never thought about it. (laughs) I'm like, so you have to give me some processing time in order to figure how to respond to this. (laughs) And you just have to respect you have to respect those few minutes of processing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love how you were saying with your daughter, you were totally open to the conversation about the dog, but she had to, she's old enough. She needed to present and be like, okay, so why is this a good yeah. choice as an addition to our family? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like she put like, um, so she could do it any way she wanted, but she put like a PowerPoint on, like she had uh, the drawing. <laughs> Oh my had God. different choices but it was again it's up to you like show me what you would like and let's work on it but yeah it's really for me it's um yeah it's a two-way conversation like for everything if you want to have more creativity in your life it's not all about you so it's you have to do things that makes you feel good but you have to allow over opinions into your mind because your mind is flexible it can change like it doesn't have to be stuck in one way you have to be yeah you have to be open open to see things differently and add more colors into it i love that she did a powerpoint (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but how much freaking learning is that going into that because when somebody wants something, it's such good. It's so great that you gave her the space for that. Um, because talk about real schooling. I mean, that's research on something that you really want. So it's like, okay, first of all, learning how to do a PowerPoint. There's skill in that. Second mm-hmm. is gathering information um, and then having it be cohesive in order to then explain it to someone using those communication skills there is so many. That's why when I say to like business people, when they're like, I don't have a creative bone in my body, it's like, do you realize that you're using your communication skills, your verbal mm-hmm. skills all the time in order to be able to shape something and make something happen? Everything starts in our imagination as an idea. Mm-hmm. And then it gets shaped, it gets shaped and formed. And whether it's through writing, whether it's through research, whether it's through however, in order to then be able to come to life. So there's so many skills, which are such a creative Mm. process. It all starts from nothing and then becomes something. Exactly. And that's really funny you're saying that because I had a call this morning with one of my clients and we were talking about her life, her life vision. And she was having some issues. I was like, you know what? That's okay. Just imagine you have this painting how do you want it to look like? What color do you want to put in there? What do you see in there? It's up to you. There is no limit. Like, but you have to be clear on what you want and what makes you feel, feel alive and vibrate. Then from there, anything can happen. But seeing 
what you want and understanding how you want to feel, what you really want to have. It's really important. And I think like, yeah, the painting for me, it's something that works really great um, with my clients. So tell me a little bit more about, so you like travel. You said that earlier, right? Yeah. Is there, um, have you been like to many places? Um, um, so pre-COVID, I've been to a few places. Um, so I've done a few parts in Europe, like Spain, Italy, Germany, Belgium, Switzerland. I've done India, India, Mauritius, um, Caribbean. So I've done St. Vincent, Barbados, um, Singapore. Wow. I've done, yeah, New York, Orlando. So I'm, yeah. It's like for as a US, I'm just like between New York and Orlando, New York and Orlando. <laughs> so on the East Coast, you got like New York. And I need Florida. to expand. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, in what is it that you like about travel? What I like is saying that's going to sound really cheesy, but it's really meeting other people, other culture. Um, it's like tasting different food as well. It's again, it's coming back to being open, open-minded, like accepting that, not accepting, but meeting people who have a different way of thinking. Because when you go to one place to another, you will see that people act differently, think differently. And there is a reason for that. Like there are some generational um, yeah, way of thinking that have been transmitted. And it's very interesting to see that no matter where you go, people, are stuck because of the way they think, of what they've been, um, how they've been brought up. Some people want to change. And I was very lucky to see, to meet some very, um, what's the word? Motivated people, really um, skilled people who wanted to change their life. And when you meet these people, you just want to help them. You want to like, be their cheerleader. And that's what I like about traveling. And I like being on a flight, like being in the air, like coming back to the wings, coming back to the wing. I just, I just love it. It feels like it's a proper holiday. When to me, when you take an airplane, you're leaving your house, your home base, it's then you can switch off and be, again, I'm going to use the word open, open to other things, open to relax, open to release open to receive over, um, over form of communication, um, culture, music, food. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So true. It's just, it is, it's being open. You don't want to go, oh my God, it's so humiliating going to it when I was in Italy and being with a bunch of Americans on a um, tour and oh, they just were butchering the language and not even try. You know, because they weren't being open. It's like, look, you're in somebody else's space. <laughs> respect the space. <laughs> and people will respect you when they see that you are putting in effort. If you're sitting there just putting an A and an E on everything, um, that just doesn't, it doesn't fly. You're not going to get good rapport going on there. Um, no. Being in that kind of space. Um, so tell me a little bit more before um we move on to the third question do you have any kind of a morning routine or any kind of anything like that um any routines that you would like to share that help you to feel more open so my morning routine is very simple 
So I wake up and it's when I'm in the shower because the shower, I don't know about you, Oli, but when you're in the shower, it's your moment and you feel just relaxed. It's the moment where fun doesn't matter. Like you're not going to check on your Instagram on your emails. It's just, just you. And when I'm in, the, in my shower, what I like to do is to think about things I'm grateful for. And I, and I like to do it in three, like three things I'm grateful for because gratitude is a very important part of your life. Like for anyone, it just helps you so much on so many levels. And for me, I do it in order to put a smile on my face, to raise my energy, to start my day with good intention, thinking about what I have and not about what I want to have. Because that's one of the things that I realized at one point of my life, a limited time, I was so focused on what I didn't have that I was feeling miserable. When I switched and started to pay attention to all the simple things, because they're simple. When you look at it, they're really simple. When I look at the simple things that I have in my life and make me smile, you're just home for a good day. It's so easy. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I just love hearing how people approach and start the morning um, and start their day because it does. It sets the tone for the rest of the day. And it doesn't have to be some people journal, some people meditate, mm -hmm. some people... It could be about what you eat in the morning and how you approach that as a meditation. I actually see that as a meditation. Um, mm -hmm. I have my thing where I go downstairs, I open the door, I put on the teapot, I make my chai tea, I, I um, you know, go outside and I'm like, breathe, breathe. And um, then, you know, have my water kind of, mm. like, and kind of step in that way. So everybody has their approaches, but I really like what you're saying is, um, Put a smile on your face, good intentions, the simplicity of focusing on what you have. That just brings everything in. Oh, yeah. And it's like everything can have their own routine. There is not one routine to follow. It's what works and make you feel good. Again, it's about this feeling. It's about it's you. All about it. It's all about the feeling. Mm -mm. It is all about the feeling. Love it. Wonderful. Well, good. Okay. So... As we've kind of been talking and um, this third question kind of puts a nice little bow on everything, but why do you think creativity is important? Why creativity is important? Okay, so I'm going to ask you this question. How would you like your life if you, used, if you were to do things like everyone? It will feel great, like you're in a box. What's fun is it to be in a box, to follow the norms, norms that have been decided years, like centuries before our time. Why? Creativity is important to feel alive, to be motivated, to believe um, that you can achieve things. I think everything, like you've said it, everything starts in your mind. And everyone is creative, like there is not one person who is not because we all we hold dreams, we all see things, we can all make up things. Might not look like exactly what like the pretty colors. I'm still going to come back to the colors, but creativity is important because you can decide 
what you want to have in your life. You can, you can be the own designer of your life, the, the architect of your life. That's what I like about That's why creativity is important. Love that, the architect of your life. And throughout this whole conversation, I just so appreciate you constantly going back to colors. I think it's beautiful. And that's why I love having these conversations and the similarities and differences in people. And um, this is just very much you where, uh, and I think it's a great awareness to bring to people is notice the colors, mm. see how that works for you, see how that if it's colors in internalizing and how you see the world, if it's colors in what you're wearing on your body, if it's colors that you put in your hair, if it's colors that you with just that you paint your walls, um, color is such a beautiful aspect in life and however mm. you bring it in, it just feeling. Yeah. And even oh beige, like Magnolia is a color. There's nothing boring about it. Don't think that you are boring. You are creative no matter what. No matter what. Oh my gosh. So can you please let people know how they can find you? Sure. So they can. So the best way to find me is on Instagram. So Sabrina Drew, Sabrina Drew Coach. So Drew, D-R-O-U. And yeah, we can just send me a DM, ask me any question, anything. I'm always happy to make connections. Okay, so Instagram is the best place. Do you have a website? I've got a website. So it's uh, www.sabrinadrewcoaching.com. Sabrina, I have so enjoyed our conversation. I so appreciate you taking this hour to chat with me. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I really had a good time, Wally. Oh, thank you. So before we say goodbye, are you feeling, is there any final words of wisdom or anything else you want to share before I do my closing? I would say to any woman listening, or even, even men, like, don't be afraid to be you. Because you're amazing. Just be authentic and just don't bother about what people can say because they don't matter what matters is you. Amen. Perfect, perfect ending. So take that in, everybody. So this space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connecting. So please like, follow and share. So I believe we've always needed this, but we need this more than ever. We need to uplift each other and listen to each other and just feel more connection. So um, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, wherever you are in this world. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.